right, ready? Yeah, we're ready. 4040 Radio, Nick Andrews, coming to you with another broadcast, looking at the social amateur tennis culture, the stuff we love. If you've been listening so far, you've heard me mention many times my beloved and admired co-founder of this great tennis experience, Andy Barker. Here we and go. He's joining. Hey, hey. Hello. How are we doing, Andy? Hello. Very well. Yeah, very well. Just uh... paint a picture. Where are we? So we are in Bushy. It's a lovely suburb of place. Um, just... Uh, 10 minutes outside of Euston. For our three listeners outside of the UK, uh, kind of a village in London type of environment where you're living now. Oh, it's very cosy, very cosy. And um, yeah, we've got some courts nearby. So we we thought Nick and I, you know, got to go and try them out. Yeah. Um, Touring the region's tennis clubs, aren't we? We played in Harrow. Um, If you don't know Harrow, you're missing out. We've played in Mayans, Highbury Fields. We've hit up Bethnal Green, Bethy G, and today we played in Bushy. And having a little snack, enjoying a A cookie. Yeah, these are my, uh, uh, what would you call them? In-laws. These We're not eating your in-laws. We're eating the cookie made by your in-laws. I would call it like a fudgy uh, Yeah, it's got like a hint of Christmas to them, Mm. do you think? It's like gingery like, yeah. cardamom or something. Perfect for a post-hit snack. You know? Yeah, ideal post-tennis because we've just finished playing tennis. We went two sets uh, at King George Rec Grounds. Free courts. Yeah, completely free. Big up Hertzmere. Big up Hertzmere, sponsored by the local council. So if you live in the area, you can yeah. just book them. Yeah, it's perfect. You had some issues with the code. Uh, 4126 wasn't working for us, <laughs> so we had to give that a few goes, but... Any listener, if they can be bothered, just got the code. They can go and play as they like. We've just wrapped up a game, a perfect example of the type of social and leisurely play that we think all listeners would enjoy. Uh, we often play together. We play a lot. We've played probably 10, maybe between 10 and 20 matches since we first started playing tennis last year yeah, or this hard. year. I probably won two of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not keeping score. When you've won so many, it's hard to track who's who's winning and who's I've losing. I've got a feeling I'm about nine two down. Yeah. So it's going to be a long, long winter ahead. But you've had the most recent wins, yeah, yeah. except today was a draw. So I can't really count last win as a win though. Today? No, uh, the last game we played. I remember it being beaten. Yeah, but it was wet. It was cold. It was yeah. icy. Um, we were skating all over the place. Where were we? Uh, that was Harrow. Uh, Remember yeah. the leaves were there. They kept on blowing. Over. Broken glass. Yeah, I think we maybe notched up a twenty mile an hour serve. <laughs> yeah. So Harrow Council has spent the biggest investment pot in British history on uh, restoring local tennis clubs, and they received the money from LTA. What is LTA? Uh, that's the Lawn Tennis Association. Okay. Yeah. Lawn is so, in grass. Yeah, grass. Yeah, because we're very traditional here. In the- you know, something I like about it. Yeah. So they recently did up the courts at Harrow, um, Headstone Manor Park. Yeah, absolute mouthful. Yeah. And they are nice, nicely surfaced, but covered in broken glass. Door doesn't work. Yeah. Five pounds an hour. Yeah. Syringes from Saturday night's activities. Yeah. The first time we went down there or second time, there was a guy playing and he said to us, guys, don't worry about paying from now on. I know a secret way to get in and, I think we felt like five pounds was all right. Yeah. I mean, five pounds is a, you know, it's fine. Two pound 50 each, you know, it's cheaper than a flat white these days. It's like a hundred Australian dollars. Yeah. Um, but no, these courts are free. And 
I just thought we'd maybe share some match commentary because you hear a lot about the, you know, the uh, the Pro Tours, the Women's Tennis Association and the uh, ATP, but people aren't really reporting from the social amateur games. Yeah, you don't hear about the one-all draws. You don't hear about them nearly enough. And, I mean, it's one of the many problems this podcast can fix. Um, and one of the problems 4040 generally as a brand is trying to address. So I have to say... Um, Good warm-up. We were feeling the court. Yeah, yeah. Brand new balls. Yeah. Bearing in mind, it just rained for like six hours straight. Yeah, not a deterrent. in the worst. We were expecting like skids, slides, ankles being turned over. Yeah, and we had none of that. Um, we were using a better brand of balls than previously. What had you been purchasing in the past? So I was buying a Head Radical, which was otherwise known as a dog ball. Yeah. Uh, One of the reviews on Amazon said, good for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a review of me. <laughs> But they are the cheapest ones, so maybe that just says a lot about me. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we liked them. Um, but ultimately, I went for something yeah. a bit more premium, yeah. which was the Australian Open Dunlop uh, in the blue nice. can. Yeah, um, lovely ball. We were feeling that, moving well. Um, you had your nice 40-40 hoodie on, the oversized look. Yeah, which- the oversized sample, so it came a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, I've been trying it out, and it's great. And you actually designed the hoodie. Yeah, designed the hoodie, so logo on the front, um, which is printed, but we are going to go for a more premium look for the actual run, which is going to be on the embroidered logo. Yeah, nice embroidered 4040 logo on the front. And which is a little fella. We haven't named him yet. We need to name him. Um, We've only got a name for the guy. Uh, what would you name them? I've actually have thought this, but I, I, I had no good ideas. Maybe listeners, um, if you uh, want to come up with some ideas... And we will pick the best one to get a free hoodie. I don't even know if it's a him. Maybe it's a her or they. It could, yeah. I, I think um, non-defined, it, it yeah. is a cartoon character yeah, yeah, yeah. that, um, yeah. who knows? Yeah, there's no gender there. No, there's no clear um, gender for me on the character. So there's a lot of identity that we can build into that. Um, I love it. It's nice. 100% organic cotton, uh, made in Portugal. Great factory that we've been, I guess we spent a lot of time this year um, trying to find a supplier to make these. And I think we've found the one that we like and in a beautiful forest green. The aspiration is that these are coming out in January. So they'll be up for pre-order. We'll probably do a two-week pre-sale, get them in. People are going to love it. And we've got a little surprise, haven't we? A little, uh, we've got a, a huge surprise. that We don't. We won't even tease any further just to know that there's a surprise coming. Um, so a little warm-up kicked off with the first set. And what? how do you feel that set went? Well, for me personally, awful. You know, I was one nil up. I was thinking, you know, one love, here we go. Um, this is going to be a six lover set. Ended up losing 6-1. <laughs> so it all crumbled basically after that first game. An exercise in expectation management because to go one game up and then assume you'll be six games up is crazy. Well, the surf was pumping. You know, I don't think I hit a double fault that game. I don't think you hit a double fault today, did you? I hit many. <laughs> I hit one. Yeah. Um, it stood out for me because I don't normally hit them. I would normally hit two in a game, mm. I think minimum. In a match? Uh, probably no, per no. game. No, no, per game. Two double faults? Yeah, I, yeah, I reckon I would. Well, I reckon if you look over the stats, mm. I would hit a double fault always at 15 love up. <laughs> and I, I don't know why, but I'd win the first point yeah. and I'd think, here we go, I'm cruising here, 40 love coming soon. Yeah. And then it'd be a double fault. Um, bring back down to earth um, and then we've got to start again <laughs> yeah peaks and troughs I um, I felt great in that first set yeah. I felt like I'd been playing tennis every day this week 
when in reality I've been sick for two weeks. So it was my first kind of sport for since the last hitting club. Yeah. Um, I think I was a bit unwell then too, but I've had this cough. I felt like I couldn't miss. It was weird. Yeah. I was going for shots. Yeah, it was all coming off. Yeah, seeing points unfolding. I was trying to come in a lot. I listened to Renee Stubbs this week, my idol, uh, the great Australian coach, um, talking on the Racket Podcast, talking about the value of a slice backhand. Um and she was, and that's why it was coming out today. So she was, Renee Stubbsy was talking about players who have not got strength in their normal backhand. And I like my backhand. It's, it's fun, but I'm not always in a position to hit a good, clean, topspin, uh, one-handed backhand. And she talked about using the slice backhand as a kind of an attack weapon. Um, you know, if you feel like you're not, in the right spot. Yeah. She talked about a slice backhand down the line is a great setup for an approach because it puts people in, you know, it's a low ball, difficult yeah. to hit back. And yeah. I was trying to do that today and I felt like it was coming it off. It was coming off because you would come into the net afterwards. Yeah, that's the other thing I did today is I tried to come in as much as possible. Because yeah. um, can I just say Nick's overhead, like, is rock, huge. Rock solid. It's huge. I think, you know, I think you, you might miss one. Which yeah. is like... You know, going to be pretty what, hard One in get. 30 is pretty good. Yeah. High percentage shot it's today. Not bad. Yeah. Bad ratio. Not my normal form. Um, and I want to talk about net play because my favorite format of tennis is serve volley tennis and doubles generally. I think I've, I've always had the most success playing doubles. I used to play a lot of doubles in Melbourne with um, Anthony LaFawn. We would do a lot of comps and I think succeed. And I've always been worse at singles because I have struggled in rallies essentially to find winners. Yeah. Whereas in doubles, I love the net. Yeah. I think I'm getting worse at volleying right. and you're getting better Yeah. because after the last hitting club, I was talking to Stefan James right. and they said, mm. one of the comments was Andy's volleys are so sick. Really? Mm. So words getting around. I think it comes from my coaching days because when you used to coach, you, you used to volley like so much because you'd be at the net just right. feeding balls, feeding balls, feeding balls, feeding balls. But what you wouldn't be very good at is hitting winners because you wouldn't want to hit a winner against someone who's paying you money. I would. So, you know, you want to make sure they um, have the ball perfectly to be hit. Uh, then you end up developing this kind of like snap with your wrist all the time. Bam, mm. bam, bam. Uh, which I think is where the volley obviously uh, comes into play. I think a good volley is a very simple s stroke. And I think I overcomplicate right. because I've had a lot of love for the volley and I've volleyed a lot. I feel like I'm going to be better than I am. And I try to do too much. Right. It's like the forgetting Sarah Marshall surfing lesson. <laughs> do less. And I like yeah. your volley because you do very little. Yeah. But in the game, you're not volleying at all. No. I, I don't. I think, did you approach the net? I think the issue with my volleying is that I don't do the approach shot well enough. Right. So basically, I haven't got the moment <coughs> of the opening to really come to the net. So because I'm always at the back. Yeah. Always just trying to think about the ground stroke rather than think about where's the opening, how can I get to the net? You're not creating the opportunity because yeah. I guess your your ability to finish the point is only as good as you're creating the opportunity. It's low. Yeah. yeah. If, I would rely on people making the mistake over me making a winner, 100%. Yeah. Which is where it like, mindset you know, thing. yeah, this mindset needs to change. Yeah, yeah. Get me out there in the floodlight now. Like, <laughs> I'll work on that. I'm worse than I think I am. No, I think I'm better than I am, and you're, you think you're worse than you are. Yeah.
Like, so we're the perfect match. I'm the 40 and you're the 40. Yeah, 40 and 40. We'd be a great doubles team. We'd reach perfect equilibrium. But I think we have a very, very similar level. I think we're very similar tennis, like standard of tennis. And we've both been playing a long time. Um, we both love the sport. Yeah. And maybe that mindset is it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also think um, I'm fortunate that you often run away. And then when I see a break, when I'm three games down, I'm dialing in. I'm going full Novak. Yeah, that's when you're up again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've got you right right where I want you. Five, you're leading 5-1, 40 love. I said, perfect. All right, so the first set, I think at 5-1, I had an opportunity to try and get a game back, but then it just kind of fell apart. Yeah, I was, I was away. I was feeling my serves too. In my head, I was also thinking, okay, what's the Chelsea score? Because I need to know for my fantasy team. Is it a real Chelsea game? I don't get fantasy football. I've it, never played it. It's when you uh, basically make a team, you've got 100 million like to put a team together and then you score points depending on how well those players play. So if they get a goal or if they get a clean sheet or an assist and you get points. Yeah. Um, and it's been like a real subculture with like kind of lads groups in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that was that. But, you know, that's just like another blip to my game. You know, the concentration went. Fantasy tennis wouldn't work. Fantasy tennis could work. You'd have one, maybe a, maybe you could have yeah, I don't two know what the players, men's be. and women's, yeah. and you'd spend the money on coaching. I think you'd have to select like a team of players. A roster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like a roster. Yeah. And then, yeah, you get like a budget. Yeah. Yeah. I can't no, see We're going to have to work on that. Fantasy tennis. But there must be someone out there that can work, work that out. You never know. Maybe maybe not. Um, okay, cool. So fairly clean sheet, set one. Um, yeah. Yeah. I felt good. I was just happy to yeah. be there. Set two, neck and neck, yeah, uh, holding yeah. until the end. Yeah, but I always feel like uh, the second set is when I kick on a gear. I feel like I've got the first out the way. Yeah. Okay, now that was crap. All right. Uh, let's start again. You need a three-set format. At least. Maybe five. And we got, it got too dark today before we could. Yeah, it did get dark. Yeah. Um, could have squeezed in a little championship, but I kind of didn't want to lose. <laughs> I'm okay losing. When I'm playing with you, I'm very relaxed. I don't mind if I lose. I want to win and play my best tennis. Well, it's because we're not keeping score apart from the A2. So. <laughs> um, yeah, Sedge, Sedge gives me $100 if I win. Yeah. No. I think that it was an even set. I was feeling a lot more pressure. Um, points were not kind of going my way, which obviously speaks to you being a bit more engaged and involved. Yeah, but also the racket speed, I think. You sped up your racket. You yeah. started hitting. Yeah, so, you know, I just thought uh, my racket speed was pretty slow. Yeah. Um, during that first set. I mean, what's there to lose? You know, you might as well go down and fight him. That's what I think. I think that I've played a social comp recently on spin, which was good. And I noticed that some people would turn up and just try and hit through and hit hard balls whenever they got the chance, which I think is fine. But this morning on the way, I was kind of thinking, what if you just turned up and tried to just place the ball? Yeah, just, yeah. And just placed it in a really difficult spot. Because at our level, this like amateur, you know, social level, I think on an amateur scale, we'd be intermediate, advanced, advanced. I don't know. It's very hard to tell. Very different. Yeah, I'd say probably on the edge of intermediate. Yeah. But like, 
uh, half a foot into advance. Yeah, yeah. If I had any mental strength, I'd be advanced, but I'm quite weak. Um, but I was thinking about, you know, balls come to you, you can kind of handle the ball. So what if you just focused on placement? What if you thought, all right, I'm just going to hit this ball safely in the far backhand corner and come in and hit a safe volley? Yeah. And I think in the first set, I was trying to do that. Right. I don't think I ever hit too hard. I rarely hit winners, but I think that's an effective way to play the game. Yeah, for sure. And also I think, I right, don't do a soft first serve. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because I think like a lot of the time you kind of back out of that first serve. Yeah, no. But if you have a power first serve, that sets you up. Yeah, you're going to win. You're going to hold. Um, so I think it's just the confidence of backing that first serve. Yeah, getting involved because nothing bad is going to happen to you. Yeah. There was one point in like the last couple of games of the second set where I I hit an inside-in forehand that was pretty close to the the, the line. You ran full side to get it, yeah. hit me a nice – you hit a nice kind of recovering um, forehand to my forehand on the cross court. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm just going to paint this other side line and Andy's going to have to run – you know, wall to wall. Yeah, I'll be on the floor yeah. if I had to do that. You're either going to get that back and I'll come in and close with a volley or you won't manage to get it back. Yeah. And I tried it and I missed by probably an inch. Yeah, out. wasn't wasn't far off. And, I, and at the, in the moment, I, I kind of yelled I was something. But I was like, yeah. that was fine, you know. Who cares? I was An inch out is also an inch close. And at the end of the day, I was trying something and I almost think that is – when you're playing this social game, if you just have ideas and you're thinking strategically and trying to play some style, like that's good enough. Who cares? And also the satisfaction if it lands. Events. Oh my God. You know, like the hit that you get, the rush. You know, compared to it going out, you're like, oh, that's, you know, that's yeah, fine. You might as well, you might as well go for it. I had a couple of um, overheads today yeah. where I hit, hit angles and lines where I could have retired. Yeah. I was, I've, a joy I've never felt. Do you ever think like with the dog walkers? Oh god! Oh my god! They just saw that point. Wow! Do you ever think that? Do you remember when we played before we went to White City? What was the name of that club? Um, it was Central. Uh, it's very posh. It was near Hammersmith. Yeah, near Hammersmith, Hammersmith Courts. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. Do you remember there were two people eating lunch? Yeah. And yeah. some like drunk guy started harassing them. Yeah. And I yeah. told him to leave them alone. Yeah. Wow! What a feeling. Because I was separated from him by a fence, so nothing bad could happen to me, only to them. Uh, and he started watching the game as well, I think. Yeah. I think he kind of... So I'm wondering if maybe people do think our, our gameplay is good because he decided People not definitely to stop and watch, 100%. Get a bit of spectators. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, great second set. Really good game. Um, very happy to get a draw. 7-5. Uh, and it was funny because when... I think when we got 5-all, in my mind... The game was closed and I was going up 7-5. I can't remember what happened. The last game, I just couldn't really return a ball. I'll probably just do... Can we talk about the game that I was 40-love up and yeah. then absolutely crumbled and end up losing it? Where were we in the set? It was It was either like a 2-1 yeah, or a 2... Goals. It was it, it was a 2-1 or a 2-2. Two, two. Um, yeah, I, I was cruising. And then, yeah, clammed up. Um, yeah, that was it. And I switched on. Sometimes I just have to stop and think to myself, I'm midway through a game, yeah. it can end here or I can start playing normally and just hit, hit nice shots that I know I can and I'll be okay. 
And then I think to myself, even if I, if I get aced or I miss a ball, yeah. whatever, who cares? Yeah. At least I, at least I wasn't behaving the way I just have been. Yeah. So I'm really conflicted in that. Cause I'm like, okay, like, do I play the game? You know, do I keep in the point rather than just blast it and it might go out? Uh, yeah, that's like, that, that's the constant battle in your head. Yeah. You know, do I just hit that drop shot? Uh, do I pancake it over his head or do I go for that massive winner down the line? What, what is your go-to then? What, what is your decision? Pancake, if you're, if you're un- pancake, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And that's where you, I think I lose a lot of the points from your overhead mm. because rather than trying to hit it down the line or mm. um, maybe hit it. Put pressure on. Yeah. Put pressure on uh, one of the sides. I just go over the top. It's not high enough. Yeah, underestimating my vertical jump. Yeah, he's pretty tall, Nick. Have you seen him around? Well, I hope people will. Um, it's hard to overhead. When I'm under pressure, like, for example, in that 40 love moment, and I have the good thinking to stop and just catch myself out, I take a deep breath, I try to stand up a bit straighter, get the posture, and just try to look like I'm yeah. doing better. Yeah. And, oh, oh, my God, I remember seeing, I think it was, a, a semi-final, maybe Medvedev Pass at the Eels Open, the last one I was in Australia for, so it must have been 2021, and it was a tough game. Pass was on, the, like, a change of ends. He's exhausted, guzzling, sucking air in, and Medvedev gets up and does, like, walks past him, getting his high knees in. Right. Just to show him, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. a nice thing to do, just to kind of take a deep breath, uh, try and present a bit more positively. Yeah. and then smoke I, and mirror. And then I think to myself, I'm only going to hit the ball deep and cross court now. So wherever I get the ball, if it goes my backhand, if it goes my forehand, wherever it is in the court, I'm hitting it deep and cross court, high percentage. And I'm thinking you can make, like my opponent, you can make a mistake if you want. I'm just going to do my best to to rally with you nicely and you can make an error. Well, I think if you get the ball back, then boom. Tough the battle. Put it in their court. Very fun. Might be the last hit for the year for us, maybe. Can we squeeze another one in? Christmas is fast approaching. Christmas is coming. Look, we would have loved to have given um, an opportunity to gift 4040 to a loved one, but hey, maybe give them the gift of a recommendation. If you uh, love tennis, you love tennis culture, tell a friend, get them on our Instagram. Yeah. And we'll try and get a hitting club going in January. January 6th is our, is the first Saturday. That's the first one. That's a hitting club. So some combination of me and Andy will be there. And we'll figure out a place that probably be Highbury Fields. If not Finsbury Park. Highbury Fields has been good to us. Yeah, it has been. Really nice park. Highbury Fields and a pub. Um, so come and join. Yeah. I think we can uh, leave our chat there. Um, obviously, hoping to hear a lot more from Andy. Want to know? I'll be back. More about the guy. Yeah. Well, I'm more of an, yeah, I don't, more of a visual person than audio. But, you know, this is my first podcast. Yeah. The, the podcast medium is not good for visual folks. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? Yeah. Um, start somewhere. You know, it's love all. Start from level. Start from um, level and get to 40-40. If you like the podcast, subscribe. Why not enjoy it more? What do you think, Andy? Well, I think give us five stars. I and think a if review. You, and a review. I think, you know, we've got um, over 100 listeners so far. We've had 100 listens. Huge and milestone for me. We, you know, we're expecting 105 stars, but... We've got know, two. Right now we've only got a couple, so... <laughs> Come on, guys. If you're feeling festive, if you're feeling uh, gifting this Christmas... Gift five stars. I'll be back next week, maybe with Andy. We'll see. Um, enjoy the lead up to Christmas. Don't stay stressed. Listen to the gift guide if you're Christmas shopping. I put a lot of effort into recommending some lovely gifts, and I think there's cool ones. So enjoy and bye-bye. Nice one. Bye.